0: President Trump, thank you for your time thank here you. tonight. We got a, a great crowd here in New Hampshire, a lot of voters uh, with a lot of questions about what your 2024 term would look like, what another Trump term would look like. We'll get to the voters shortly, but your poll show that you are dominating the Republican race right now. But you are also under active federal investigation for trying to overturn the 2020 election results. Your first term ended with a deadly riot at the Capitol, and you still have not publicly acknowledged the 2020 election results. Why should Americans put you back in the White House?
1: Because uh, we did fantastically. We got 12 million more votes than we had in, uh, as you know, in 2016. Uh, I actually say we did far better in that election. Got the most uh, that anybody's ever gotten as a president of the United States. Uh, I think that uh, when you look at that result and when you look at what happened during that election, Uh, Unless you're a very stupid person, you see what happens. A lot of the people people in this audience, and maybe a couple that don't, but most people uh, understand what happened. That was a rigged election, and it's a shame that we had to go through it. It's very bad for our country. All over the world, they looked at it, and uh, they saw exactly what everyone else saw. You look, even if you just look recently, with the 51 intelligence agents, that made a 16-point difference. Uh, If you look at the FBI, if you look at the FBI and... Uh, Twitter. Uh, they call it Twitter files. Made a big difference. If you look at
0: Mr. President, Vote, back to what you just said there, though, it, it was not a rigged election. It was not a stolen election. You and your supporters lost more than 60 court cases on the election. Them. It's been yeah. nearly two and a half years. Can you publicly acknowledge that you did lose the 2020 election?
1: Let me, let me just go on. If you look at Truth the Vote, <laughs> they found millions of votes on camera, on government cameras, where uh, they were stuffing ballot boxes. So with all of that, I think it's a shame that what happened I think it's a very sad thing for our country uh, I think it's a very sad thing frankly for the world because if you look at what's gone to our country Our country has gone to hell. Our borders are bad. Our military has been bad You look at the taxes you look at inflation. What's happened to inflation. It's just destroying our country uh, We've really become in many ways a third world country and it's very sad what's happened in this administration and it's uh, something that will turn around on day one. We were energy independent. Now energy is at a level that we've never had to pay before. We'd, nobody can afford to continue to pay what's happening with energy, but we were energy independent. Uh, we were getting out of Afghanistan with strength and with dignity, and instead we got out we looked like fools. Probably the most embarrassing President, moment in the history of our country.
0: We have a lot of questions about the economy and foreign Good. policy tonight, but, but what you just said there, Republican officials debunked those claims about fraudulent ballots. We want to give you a chance who? tonight who Republican officials in Georgia <laughs> and every single state. Uh, there is no your own election officials, Mr. Look, President. So we want to give were you a chance. afraid to take
1: on the issue, but we have a big problem in this country. We have We've, we wanted to give you a chance to acknowledge We have elections the results. that were horrible. If you look at what happened in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, if you look at what happened in Detroit, Michigan, if you look at what happened in Atlanta. Millions of votes, and all you have to do is take a look at government cameras. You'll see them people going to 28 different voting booths to vote, to put in seven ballots apiece, Mr. I mean, and they're all I on camera. I have to stop
0: you there because because there is no evidence of that. Your own election officials testified to that and have said that Republicans in these states did this. In Georgia, there were multiple recounts, including a hand recount. We have questions about the claims that you're making tonight from voters on this topic. I want to bring in Scott Dustin from Concord. He works in insurance litigation. He's an undeclared voter. That's what they call independence here in New Hampshire, as you know. He did vote for you in 2020. Scott, what's your question for the president?
2: Hi, uh, President Trump. Welcome back to New Hampshire. Thank you. Uh, Will you suspend polarizing talk of election fraud during your run for president? Will I suspend, excuse me, what? Will you suspend polarizing talk of election fraud during your run for president? Yeah,
1: unless I see election fraud. If I see election fraud, I think I have an obligation to say it.
2: And you know <laughs> what we went through uh, a
1: short while ago has really put our country in a big problem. Uh, I hope is... to do that. I hope we're going to have very honest elections. Uh, We should have voter ID. We should have 100% set up perfectly for CNN to try to trap him. The answer is yes, and I hope that it's going to be very straight up because if it's going to be straight up, we're going to win the election.
0: So you will suspend talk to his question about the 2020 election on the campaign trail? I
1: guess we're going to just win. We're at a point now. We're getting so close. Let's just win it again and straighten out our country.
0: One other question on this.
2: I love you, chat. I see you, chat. I see you. <laughs> when,
0: you've, when you've talked about the 2020 election results in the past, you once suggested terminating the, com- the Constitution. Do you stand by those comments?
1: No, no. You were able to do certain things. I'm not talking about terminating the Constitution, I'm talking about cherishing the Constitution. The Constitution says it was supposed to have legal and well maintained and well looked at elections, and we didn't have that. I cherish our Constitution, but we have to live up to the Constitution. We weren't living up to the Constitution.
0: I was just saying there's no evidence of that election fraud. You did I once tweet- You're
1: supposed to say that, but you know, I'm glad you say that. But look, That's that was truth, a horrible election. That was a horrible election. And unless somebody very stupid, and I know you very well, you're not stupid at all, uh, but you perhaps are given an agenda or you have an agenda. Look, we have to have honest elections in our country. We have open borders. Yes, I've muted my mic, chat. I'm shutting up. uh, Shout out to you. We have open borders. Look at what's happening on our southern border. Millions and millions of people are coming here. They're being released from prisons. They're being released from uh, mental institutions. And we have millions of people pouring into our country. And now they're getting rid of Title 42, which I put on which kept people out that were sick and And Mr. President, we have a
0: lot of questions about immigration to get to tonight. Obviously, that's a big topic, especially given what's expected to happen tomorrow. But I want to talk about the influence you have over your voters. It's very clear that you are very influential over them. You have a lot of impact. I've been to many of your rallies and seen it up close, which raised a lot of questions about the influence that we saw that you had on them on January 6th and your supporters when they attacked the Capitol. Do you have any regrets about your actions on January 6th?
1: Well, you know, uh, January 6th was, again, we go back to it, but January 6th had to do with the fact that hundreds of thousands of people, and you don't see the pictures very often. A lot of the people here probably were there. January 6th was the largest crowd I've ever spoken to. That was prior to the walk down to the Capitol building. I don't think, and I've spoken to hundreds of thousands of people. I've never spoken to a crowd as large as this. And that was because they thought the election was rigged. And they were there proud. They were there with love in their heart. That was an unbelievable and it was a beautiful day. And what I was asked to do, I wasn't involved in it very much. I was asked to come in, would I make a speech? I made a speech. I said, walk peacefully and patriotically, you know, many different things. In fact, I brought a list of things. I don't want to bore the audience, but we can go sentence after sentence after sentence of things I said and things I put out. Uh, one of the big problems was that Nancy Pelosi crazy Nancy as i affectionately call her <laughs> crazy Nancy Pelosi and the mayor of Washington were in charge as you know of security and they They're did not, not in do their the job are charge of
0: the national guard you're in charge of that they are guard.
1: In tra- well i offered them national guard i said we'll give you soldiers we'll give you national guard we'll give you whatever you want and they turned me down you're And acting in fact she turned secretary. me down she tu- excuse me she turned me down in writing They turned me down. But
0: your acting defense secretary, Chris Miller, at the time, he says you never gave a formal order to to deploy the National Guard. But when it came to that day... just the
1: opposite. Chris Miller wrote a book, and he's a fantastic guy, and he was ready to go. They turned him down. If you look, the mayor of Washington, D.C., lovely lady, she said, we don't want it, we don't like the look. Nancy Pelosi said, oh, we don't like the look. If they would have had just... I offered them 10,000 soldiers, I said... It could be 10, it could be more, but I offered them specifically 10,000 soldiers. If they would have taken 500 soldiers, you wouldn't have had the problem. They turned it down. And if you look at the Inspector General report, he says they turned it down. They made a terrible mistake.
0: Well, Chris Miller was your acting defense secretary. He says you never gave that order. But back to what happened on that day. He you said did you not weren't, say that. You, he has testified that, Mr. He President. He did not say that. But you said you weren't very involved that day. You did tell your supporters to come to Washington. You tweeted about it, about it's that true, speech that happened on the rally. Am I so allowed when to they, say that? When they went to the Capitol and they were breaking into the Capitol, smashing windows, injuring police officers, why did, you, why did it take you three hours to tell them to go home?
1: I don't believe it did. Oh, let me pull it out. I have to pull it
0: out.
1: <laughs> oh, Trump! Trump. <laughs> so if you look at on January 5th, the day before, I said, please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. Stay peaceful. This was the day before, and this was in the form of Twitter. Now use truth. Truth Social, I think it's far superior, okay? I hope everybody's on <laughs> like, I hope everybody's on truth. Uh, if you look, January 6th, two, before 2.30, I am asking for everyone at the US Capitol to remain peaceful. This is right after as it was happening, but what happened is they took it down. I don't know why, I think they took it down because it was so good, they didn't like it being <laughs> up there. I am asking, this is, and we didn't know until I got it back because now I have 90 million people waiting for me to go back. But I'm on truth and I'm staying on truth. Listen, I am asking for everyone at the US Capitol to remain peaceful. No violation, we want no violation. We want no violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank you. That was at 2.30, that was very early. Mr.
0: President, I looked at the same timeline that you did once no, no, but you clear, didn't report
1: that. You know why? Because it was. We taken did report down. it. I, I was reporting that it was that taken day. down, or it wasn't. But put when it back was
0: down. clear to you that they were not being peaceful, you saw them rushing the Capitol, breaking windows. They were hitting officers with flagpoles, tasing them, beating them up. When it was clear they weren't being peaceful. Why did you wait three hours to tell them to leave the Capitol? They listen to you yeah. like no one else. You know that
1: they do. I agree with that. But so why Nancy didn't you tell Pelosi, them to go Nancy Pelosi, and the mayor are in charge. I assume they were able to do their job. They weren't.
0: But Pelosi not in, in charge of Capitol. And if you security.
1: remember, I made a video right outside the Oval Office in the Rose Garden. And I'm very proud of that video. I didn't have a script. I don't need scripts like a certain person that's in what there time, right the, now.
0: The video, it, it came out much later after they had already that's attacked right, yeah. the Capitol.
1: It was a great video. And it was a beautiful video. And it said, I mean, I don't want to read at all, but you have, you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people of law and order. We love the people of law and order. We can't play into the hands of these other people. We have to have peace. Please go home. I said that. You know what they did? They took that down. And you know, to this day, it hasn't been put up. And the reason is it's so good and so conclusive that all of this nonsense and all of the tens of millions of dollars that have been spent are just wiped away with this one. And they've never put it back up they had another one that they did the same but that time.
0: video that you referenced there it wasn't posted until 4 17 p.m no, I'll tell they you, breached the capitol was, at 2 p.m that video Mr. was President. posted uh 4 yeah PM. before
1: actually a little bit before that
0: right so but, that's my excuse question. Because in that three hours over excuse me it was posted after the first
1: one i just read though and that was at two o'clock
0: but i think the reason the timeline is so critical here because going back to your influence in Here's that three one, hours, over 140 officers were injured that day,
1: and a person named Ashley Babbitt was killed. Yes, you know what? She was killed, and she shouldn't have been killed. And that thug that killed her, there was no reason to shoot her, at blank range, cold blank range. They shot her, and she was a good person. She was a patriot. One there was no who reason. Was there. To, there was no reason. And he went on television to brag about the fact that he killed her.
0: That, the officer was not bragging about the fact that he oh, killed he her. But bragging. one person who was at the he Capitol that day, as you know, was your vice president, Mike Pence, who says that you endangered his life on that day. I don't do think he feel, was in any danger. Mr. President, do you feel that you owe him an apology?
1: No, because he did something wrong. He should have put the votes back to the state legislatures, and I think we would have had a different outcome. I really do.
0: But he doesn't have the authority to do that, as you know. What? The vice president does not have the authority to okay, reject those are you ready? Right? Let's this
1: one out just now, because it's interesting. Let's keep it interesting, right? <laughs> I like Mike Pence very much. He's a very fine man. He's a very nice man. He made a mistake. His lawyer said, you cannot move. I called him the human conveyor belt. I said, even if the votes, you mean, I talked to his lawyer, even if the votes are absolutely fraudulent, he can't say, yes, sir, he can't say, bad. and the Democrats played it, and the Rhinos played it. And then the election was over. They told him he couldn't do it. And Mike said to me, I can't do it. The lawyers told me you can't do it. They can't do it. But the lawyers were wrong because right after the election, they all met the rhinos and the Democrats, and they worked out a plan to make sure that future vice presidents don't do what I said, you could do.
0: That's not what happened. You're referring to the electoral count act. That's I've exactly read. Right. I've read that there is there is no authority. No, legal experts, me? including Republican legal experts, say that he does not have that authority, Mr. Caitlin, President. But I want to know why did they
1: change the law then, saying that you can't do it?
0: They didn't change the law. They strengthened the law because they were worried about. Oh, they strengthened exploiting. it. Meaning
1: you could do it. <laughs> Thank that's,
0: you. That's not what it means. Thank you. They strengthened the Mike law. My had because they were the worried. right to do
1: it. They. Uh, convinced him he didn't. And it was a horrible thing for our country. If you would have sent those votes back to Georgia, Pennsylvania and other states, Wisconsin, which if you look at Wisconsin, they virtually admitted now that the election was rigged. If you would have sent those votes back to many of those states, they would not come back in the affirmative. And remember (laughs) what I said, and you just said it pretty much. You admitted what I said was right. They said he didn't have the right to do it. And he did have the right to do it, and that's why they changed the law, taking that right away.
0: I should note that your campaign paid for a recount that happened in Wisconsin. It actually had more votes for President Biden by the end of it. But I want to move on to Wayne Byer. He's a retired attorney from North way, Conway. So he many was-
1: illegal votes were cast in Wisconsin. And if you look in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, they had so many legal, illegal votes, they didn't even know what to do with them. You're absolutely
2: right. Mr. President,
0: about that. there weren't any fraudulent votes in Wisconsin. I do want to get to the audience. Though. We have questions for you from the audience. A retired, Wayne Buyer is a retired attorney from this North This is fantastic. He I am loving in the this. Administrations. He volunteered for the Republican Party in the 2022 midterms. He voted for you in 2020. What's your question for the President, Wayne?
1: Thank you for coming, Mr. President. Thank you, Wayne. My my pres my question to you is will you pardon the January 6 rioters who were convicted of federal offenses? I am inclined to pardon many of them, I can't say for every single one, because a couple of them, probably they got out of control. But, you know, when you look at Antifa, what they've done to Portland, and if uh, you look at Antifa, look at what they've done to Minneapolis and uh, so many other, so many other places, look at what they did to Seattle and BLM, BLM, many people were killed. These people, I'm not trying to justify anything. But you have two standards of justice in this country and what they've done, and I I love that question, because what they've done to so many people is nothing, nothing. And then what they've done to these people, they've persecuted these people. And yeah, my my answer is I am most likely, if I get in, I will most likely, I would say it will be a large portion of them. You know, they did a very, and it will be very early on. And they're living in hell right now so when it comes they're to living pardons, in hell and they're policemen and they're firemen and they're soldiers and they're carpenters and electricians and they're great people many of them are just great people
0: mr president one of the such a perfect convicted answer convicted was a former policeman but he was convicted of attacking a police officer i should note but when you said you are considering pardoning a large portion of those charged with crimes on january 6th does that include the four proud boys members who were charged and convicted of seditious conspiracy? I
1: don't know, I'd have to look at their case, but I will say, in Washington, D.C., you cannot get a fair trial, you cannot. Just like in New York City, you can't get a fair trial either. (laughs)
0: Speaking of New York, I want to ask you about a significant... You are not going yesterday. to trip and him and up, woman. This is something you woman. want to weigh in okay. on as well. A Manhattan jury found that sure. you sexually abused the writer Eugene Carroll and defamed her. You've denied this. But what do you say to voters who say it disqualifies you from being president? Well,
1: there aren't too many of them because my poll numbers just came out. They went up. Okay.
0: <laughs> I think I'm... I think
1: I'm I'm the only person in history who had a charge like that. And usually you you leave office, you say, I'm sorry, but I'm going to back home. I'm back home to my family and everything. I'm going to be resigned. My poll numbers went up and they went up with the other fake charge too. Because what's happening is they're doing this for election interference. This woman, I don't know her. I never met her. I have no idea who she is. I had a picture taken years ago with her and her husband, nice guy, John Johnson. He was a newscaster, very nice man. She called him an ape, happens to be Afri- African-American, called him an ape. The judge wouldn't allow us to put that in. Her dog or her cat was named Vagina. The judge <laughs> wouldn't allow to put that in. All of these things. He would, but with her, they can put in anything. Access Hollywood, was a jury of nine people
2: who found right. you
0: liable of sexual abuse. Do you think that, that that will deter women from voting for you? No,
1: I don't think so, because I think the whole thing, just so you understand, ready? I never met this woman. I never saw this woman. This woman said, I met her at the front door of Bergdorf Goodman, which I rarely go into, other than for a couple of charities. I met her in the front door. She was about 60 years old, and this is like 22, 23 years ago. I met her in the front door of Bergdorf Goodman. I was immediately attracted to her, and she was immediately attracted to me. And we had this great chemistry. We're walking into a crowded department. So We had this great chemistry. And a few minutes later, we end up in a a room, a dressing room of Bergdorf Goodman, right near the cash register. And then she found out there are locks on the door. So she said, I found one that was open. She found one, she learned this at trial. She found one that was open. What kind of a woman meets somebody and brings them up and within minutes you're playing hanky-panky in a dressing room, okay? I don't know if she was married then or not. John Johnson, I feel sorry for you, John Johnson. Mr.
0: President, can I... Can no, I but think, think of it, think uh, of it. I know you're recounting this. This dude is Mr. crushing you know, it right now.
1: You ask the question. <laughs> this is amazing. If I was walking in, because I was very famous then, and I owned the Plaza Hotel right next to and I own buildings around it, I'm not going into a dressing room of a crowded department. Store. <laughs> then I say, if she was being raped, and by the way, they said she wasn't raped, okay? That was her charge, Who wasn't. They found they that What sexually found, abused her. Uh, what? Say what, the, they, did, they said he didn't rape her. And did I didn't do anything did. else either. You know what, because I have no idea who the hell she is. But Mr. President, I don't know can who this woman I, can is.
0: can I ask you, given your recounting your version? I don't know version, who, and,
1: and I tell you this, but Mr. President, are you ready? Can I, can and I can swear I ask on my because... children, which I never do, I have no idea who this woman This is a fake story, made up story. We had a horrible Clinton appointed judge. He was horrible. He allowed her to put everything in. He allowed us to put nothing in. Mr. President, this is a you're recounting your version story. of events
0: here right now to the audience. You referenced the trial. You did not go to the trial and actually That's right. testify. Do you wish that you had testified? No,
1: it wouldn't have made a difference. This was a rigged deal. This was a, my lawyer said, sir, you don't have to do it. I actually said, I think I should, it would be respectful. They said, sir, don't do it. This is a fake story and you don't want to give it credibility. One That's thing why you, I go.
0: One thing you did do in this. And I swear, and I've never done that,
1: and I swear to, I have no idea who the hell, she's a whack job.
0: You, you did not testify in person in this trial. There was a tape deposition of you from October in it. You defended the comments that you made on that Excess Hollywood tape about being able to grab women how you want. Do you stand by those comments?
1: I said, if you're famous and rich or whatever I said, but I said, if you're a star, uh, you are, and I said, Women let you. I didn't say you, grip. I said women let. You know, you didn't use that word. But if you look, women let you. Now, they said, will you take that back? I said, look, for a million years, this is the way it's been. I want to be honest. This is the way it's been. I can take it back if you'd like to. But if you're a famous person, if you're a star, and I'm not referring to myself. I'm saying people that are famous, people that are stars, asked in the deposition, people that are rich, be a star, people that are powerful. Yes uh they tend to do pretty well in a lot of different ways okay this is amazing and you would dude. like me to take that back i can't take it back because it happens to be true i said it's been true for one million years approximately a million years perhaps a little bit longer than that
0: so you stand by those comments well, i don't want to lie mr oh, president we here's, have a what, lot of here's what she wants mr. President, president, say. Let's get to say a rich and famous person tonight. has
1: no advantage over anyone else well you do have an advantage and i say unfortunately but that's the way it is. You
0: said fortunately or unfortunately, well, fortunately but Mr. President. Or unfortunately we have a lot of audience questions to get to tonight. I want to go back to the audience. This We've is got Danielle fucking She gold. works as an oral surgery assistant. Holy She's a Republican shit. activist from Derry. She was a New Hampshire delegate for you in 2020. What's your question?
1: Hi. Thank you so much for coming to New Hampshire thank to you. answer our questions. My question is regarding the economy. Over the past two years, we have seen the prices for everything skyrocket from food to gas to utilities and insurance costs, many people's bills are up several hundred dollars a month, including mine. If elected president again, what is the first thing you would do to help bring down the cost to make things more affordable? Drill, baby, drill. Oh, we, were that one. So, we were energy independent. We were soon going to be energy dominant and nobody had ever done what I did. We got oil down to a dollar eighty seven. Actually, it fell lower than that. In some cases we had to save the oil companies the the price was getting. So we were doing incredibly. We had the greatest economy in the history of our country, probably the greatest economy in the history of the world. We're energy independent, soon to be energy dominant. We were going to be bigger than Russia and Saudi Arabia put together times two we have more liquid gold under our feet than any other nation any other nation and these stupid fools ended it and energy went from a dollar 87 and even lower for gasoline for car they went from a dollar 87 to five six seven eight and even nine dollars and your electricity bills went through the roof your heating bills went through the roof And that's what started inflation and it hasn't stopped because people are paying now for bacon and for eggs and for the two and three times what it was just a little while ago. We created the greatest economy in history. A big part of that economy was I get, got you the biggest tax cuts in the history of our country. Bigger than the Reagan cuts, bigger than any. And also, Caitlin, also, as you know, we got the biggest regulation and regulatory cuts we, this place was rocking. And then we were given a gift from China and China paid a big price. And let me tell you something, I took in hundreds of billions of dollars in taxes from China, but prior to COVID coming in, and then I rebuilt the economy again, a second time. But we had prior to COVID coming in as, as from China, from Wuhan, which I said it came from Wuhan. Everybody said, oh, you're wrong about that. You're wrong. It came from Wuhan. I said it right from day one. So... We had the greatest economy in the world here's the story uh, they made energy so high and energy is all invasive it is massive as an industry and as a cost it lifted everything if Mr. you made, President, don- if you you made economy. donuts if you made no matter what you did and but, we had inflation the likes of which i guess we haven't had, as they said for 52 years but i think more than that we had no inflation we had the lowest energy prices we've had in decades. This country was rocking and rolling and by the way we had the most secure border in the history of our
0: country. We have more questions on the economy. I want to make sure we get to all of those. As you know, the U.S. right now could be just three weeks away from defaulting on its debt. That could mean millions of jobs lost, people not getting their Social Security payments. People believe it would put the U.S. economy into a recession. Um, On that topic, I want to bring in Marta Cervea, a student here at St. Anselm. She is an undeclared voter who did not vote in 2020. Marta, what's your question? Hi, Mr. President. Uh, So my question is, what do you think about the United States' current debt situation and how can we move forward?
1: Uh, Such an important question. So we're at $33 trillion, a number that nobody ever thought possible. When we had our economy rocking and rolling just prior to COVID coming in, like literally, we were making a fortune. And oil, we were going to make so much money from oil, we were going to start paying off debt. But then with COVID coming in, we had to do other things. We had to keep this country alive because it was so serious. But we have to get the country back. We have to lower energy prices. We have to lower interest rates. Interest rates are through the roof. Energy has to come down. It all has to come down. And we have to start paying off debt. But when we have a debt limit, and they use that very seriously to me, they came in, Schumer came in with Nancy Pelosi, and they were using it, we'll violate it, we'll do whatever. They talked a whole lot different than they do right now. I say to the Republicans out there, congressmen, senators, if they don't give you massive cuts, you're going to have to do a default. And I don't believe they're going to do a default because I think the Democrats will absolutely cave because you don't want to have that happen. But it's better than what we're doing right now because we're spending money like drunken sailors. So you just to be expression. clear,
0: Mr. President, you think the U.S. should default if the White House does not agree to the spending cuts Republicans are demanding? Well, you might demanding. as well do
1: it now because you'll do it later. Because we have to save this country. Our country is dying. Our country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people. You
0: once said that using the that using the debt ceiling as a negotiating wedge uh, just could not happen. You, just you said that when you
1: were in office. I when I so, about so why is it
0: different now that you're out of office?
1: Hang on, so I'm not president.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll try. I'll talk later. I'll talk later. Shut the fuck up, Jeremy.
0: The U.S. defaulting would be massively consequential well, you don't know. for it's, everyone it's, in this room,
1: for all of you. You don't economics. know. It's psychological. It's really psychological more than anything else. And it could be very bad. It could be maybe nothing. Maybe it's a you have a bad week or a bad day. But look, you have to cut your costs. We're, we're spending seven trillion dollars on much of it on nonsense. Seven. Trillion dollars on nonsense. We've got and another question for a voter tonight. Get all of that money that was wasted, and frankly, the Senate should have never approved it. Get all that money that was wasted, and if they don't get rid of that, you'll have to default. Okay, Mr. President, we've
0: got another voter here tonight. And by the
1: way, you're going to default eventually anyway, but it's going to be much messier. I don't think you'll have to default. I think if the Republicans hold strong and they say, we want five. Let's say we want $5 trillion off. I really think the Democrats have no choice but to do it. And if I win, they're going to be doing the same thing to me in two years. I guarantee you that. Mr. President, they're going we've got to play another very voter here tonight. Game. And they did that before.
0: Bobby Petrino has been waiting very patiently. Sure. He's a student at St. Anselm. He's a member of College Republicans. He's an undeclared voter right now. He supported you in 2020. Bobby, what's your question for President Trump?
1: Hi, thank you for coming. Uh, this is a bit
4: of a pivot, but uh, with gun <laughs> violence and mass shootings in the news cycle recently, I'm worried that state governments and the federal government are going to act to repress gun rights. Uh, under your administration, you uh, instructed the Department of Justice and the ATF to ban bump stocks. If elected president again,
1: how would you act not only to defend our Second Amendment rights, but to restore rights that have been taken from us
0: um, such as, by example, recently the ATF's ruling on the pistol stabilizing braces. Yeah,
1: as you know, the bump stocks are actually a very unimportant thing. And NRA, I went with them and they said, it doesn't mean anything. they were actually all they do is teach you how to shoot very inaccurately. So we did that. Uh, there's been nobody that's protected the Second <laughs> Amendment, as you know, like I have. I protected it through thick and thin, not easy to do. But we have a very big mental health problem in this country. And again, it's not the gun that pulls the trigger, it's the person that pulls the trigger. And we have to protect our second amendment. We have to protect our second
0: amendment. Mr. President, you dealt with a lot of mass shootings when you were in office. This year, there have already been more than 200 mass shootings in 2023. If you are reelected, are there any new gun restrictions that you would sign into law?
1: I would do uh, numerous things. For instance, schools, we would harden, very, very much harden, and i also i'm a very believer i believe in teachers i love teachers i think they're incredible and they love the children not quite like the parents but they love the children in many cases almost as much many of these teachers are soldiers ex-soldiers ex-policemen they're people that really understand weapons and you don't need 5% of the teachers would be more than you could ever have if you're going to hire security guards but in addition to that have security guards you have to harden your entrances you have to make schools safe and you can make other places safe but it is a big mental health problem in this country more than anything else. And remember, we have 700 million guns, 700 million. Uh, Many people, if they don't have a gun, they're not going to be very safe. I mean, if they don't have a gun, it gives them security. Now you need them for entertainment. You need them for hunting. You need them for a lot of different things. But there are people that if they didn't have the privilege of having a gun in some form, they, many of them would not be alive today. You know, there is a certain country that had a very strict policy on guns, very, very strict. Which country? uh, Brazil, okay, Brazil, uh, very strict. And the former president of Brazil's, and the, the, the killing was incredible. They were walking into people's homes and killing people. They had no protection. She, she said, tried to get him guns. on that People answer, and, and he bodied her again. Down. The numbers went way down because they had security. If you look at Chicago, Chicago has the single toughest gun policies in the nation. They are so tough, you can't breathe. New York, too, and other places also. All of those places are the worst and most dangerous places. So, so that's not the
0: answer. No new restrictions that you would sign if re-elected, Mr. President. I want you to meet Julie Miles, a registered nurse from Merrimack. She's a Republican who voted for you in 2020. Julie, what's your question for the president?
4: Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you. I appreciate you answering this question this evening. How do you plan to appeal to women voters in New Hampshire who are concerned about the Dobbs decision and how states may change their laws?
1: It's such a great question, and it was such a great victory, and Uh, People are starting to understand it now. Uh, You know that they wanted to bring it back to the States, but that was probably the least important part of that victory. Getting rid of uh, Roe v. Wade was an incredible thing for pro-life because it gave pro-life something to negotiate with. Pro-life had absolutely nothing being stuck in Roe v. Wade to negotiate with. And now what's happening, and I see it all over, uh, deals are being made, deals are going to be made. And look... Everybody that was president wanted to get rid and tried to get rid of Roe v. Wade. You mean for fifty Republicans. years, Republicans. For fifty years, this has been going on. Actually, a couple of Democrats too. But for 50 years, this has been going on. I was able to do it and I was very honored to do it. But by doing it, things are happening that are very, very positive. And you have to I happen to believe in the exceptions, the life of the mother, rape. Incest, like Ronald Reagan, believed in the exceptions, but I happen to believe that. I think it. I think it's frankly important to do that. But a lot of people are, uh, you know, against that. A a relatively small, relatively small number. But the way I, the way I look, I think it's very important to say this. I consider the other side to be radical because the other side, under Roe v. Wade and other things, the other side, they're radical because they will. Remember the debate with Hillary Clinton? I said, rip the baby out of the womb at the end of the ninth month. They will kill the baby in the ninth month. If you look at that crazy governor of Virginia from the former governor, well, he said, no, the baby will be born, and then we'll decide essentially whether or not to execute but the But, Mr. Baby. President,
0: can we talk about what you would do if you No, but you these are, are the radical are people. It's not
1: the pro-life people that are radical. But if you are
0: reelected Excuse and you're back in the Oval Office and you get legislation to your desk, would you sign a federal abortion ban into law?
1: I, what I'll do is negotiate so that people are happy. But the fact that we were able, I was able, I'm so proud of it, we put three great justices on the Supreme Court. We have almost 300 federal judges on the Supreme Court.
0: So you, the just fact, to be clear, just to be clear, Mr. President, you, you would sign a federal abortion well, ban in I, I said
1: this, I said this, I want to do what's right. And we're looking and we want to do what's right for everybody. But what's right. But now for the first time, the people that are pro-life have negotiating uh, capability because you didn't have it before. They could kill the baby in the ninth month or after the baby was born. Now they won't be able but to do But I think this that. is a
0: really important question for you to answer because this is something all, every Republican, including those who are running against you for the nomination, are being asked about is, would you sign a federal well, abortion ban into yeah. law?
1: And many of them are going to give you the same answer as I uh, I am. First of all, I am honored to have done what I did. And a lot of people said they said in 150 years, he's now the most consequential president because he saved so many lives. And I'm honored to have done it. And, and because of what I've done, we now have a great negotiating ability. That's what I do in life, I negotiate. We have a great negotiating ability, and I think we're going to be able to but get something done. what do you mean negotiating
0: done. ability? Because the question that Republicans have, and some of your allies on Capitol Hill say that they want to introduce legislation when it comes to banning abortion, if they send it to your desk, would you sign it?
1: Some people are at six weeks, some people are at three where do, where weeks, Where is President weeks? Trump? Uh, President Trump is going to make a determination what he thinks is great for the country and what's fair for the country. But the fact that I was able to terminate Roe v. Wade after 50 years of trying, they worked for 50 years. I've never seen anything like it. They worked. And I was even I was so honored to have done it. We are in a very good negotiating position right now, only because of what I was able to do. And remember this again, you talk about radicalism, people that will kill a baby. In the ninth month, or the eighth month, or the seventh month, or after the baby is born, they're the radicals, not the pro. I just want to
0: give you. I just want to give you one more chance, though, because you did not answer whether or not you've signed a federal abortion ban, or how many weeks into pregnancy you believe abortion should be banned. Can you answer either of Yeah, but I've Can given, you, you, either I've either given you the
1: answer probably four times already. Which one I'm is it, looking, I'm you looking a new... at a solution that's going to work. Very complex issue for the country. Uh, you have people on both sides of an issue. But we are now in a very strong position, pro-life people are in a strong position, to make a deal that's going to be good and going to be satisfactory for them. If you weren't able to get rid of— you wouldn't even be having a good discussion— if you weren't able to get rid of Roe v. Wade which put pro-life in a dead position, a horrible position. They could kill the baby at any time they wanted to, but we did something that nobody thought was doable. And other Republican presidents, and others, by the way, they wanted to get it out. They also wanted to bring it back to the states, but bringing it back to the states is a less important issue than the issue that we just talked about. But that's why it's the the question that about a federal
0: about. abortion ban. You well, did not say yes or no to that. It you did not what, say how many weeks. It depends
1: what the deal is. Lindsey Graham's did not uh, say a good man. Weeks. He's got an idea, and a lot of other people have an idea. And uh, I look at all the And a lot of people ideas, will be I'll make curious the, what your I'll make the right idea is decision. on that,
0: President Trump. We've got um, more questions to come for you tonight. Make we'll be the right, right back the- in just a moment. Welcome back to CNN's Republican presidential town hall with former President Donald Trump. Uh, President Trump, I'd like to meet Jennifer Simmons. She is a stay-at-home mom and former town selectman from Wyndham. She's a Republican, and she voted for you in 2020. Jennifer, what's your question tonight? Good evening, Mr. President. Title 42 is expected
2: to expire tomorrow. Our southern border and now our northern border are experiencing record migration. We learned on May 2nd that the Biden administration plans on deploying 1,500 troops to the southern border. Do you agree with deploying troops to the border, and how will a Trump administration slow down the rate of migrants coming across all our borders?
1: Sure. A very fair question, especially since tomorrow is going to be a day of infamy. You're going to have tens of thousands of people pouring into our country. Even the judge, you know, the judge overruled them when they wanted to terminate it early. And he said, you know that you better extend this thing. The judge in Texas said, I hope you're going to extend this, but this is my policy that they're letting terminate because they lost in court. They wanted to go earlier. You're going to have Millions of people pouring into our country right now at a level that nobody's ever seen before. These people are sick. Anybody that wants this to happen to our country, they're destroying our country, and this should not be allowed to happen. How they're not gonna do a version of Title 42 or my Title 42, which was tough. If people are sick and have infectious diseases and lots of other problems, we don't want them being into our country. We have enough problems right now. We have problems like we've never had. In the history of our country, but Mr. Our, President, country our country the is reason being it's ending, destroyed. The reason
0: it's ending is because the health policy, the COVID era pandemic emergency is coming to an end. That's what Title 42 was. You put it in place because That's of COVID. True, but you when have, it comes to big questions about what your immigration policy would look like if you are reelected, some of your Republican rivals have criticized you for not fulfilling the promises that you made on the campaign trail, like finishing the border wall. So how do voters know that you would get those done if you're reelected? I did
1: finish the wall. I built a wall. I built hundreds of miles of wall, and I finished it. And then I said, we have to build some more because there are areas like water going through a dam. There are some areas where a lot of people are coming. You close up one, and they come into another. And we started another 100 miles of wall. In fact, I said to my people, if we start this and don't finish it, and then we had a rigged election, I'm sorry to say it. The election was not rigged, Mr. President. You can't keep saying that all all night long. And so then they took over and they decided not to finish it, it would have taken them three weeks. I built hundreds of miles of wall. If we didn't have it, it would be hard to believe it could be any worse. They're just letting people flow into our country. Look, a country has to have borders. There's never been anything like that is happening to our country You right built now. about
0: 52 miles of new wall when you were in office, Mr. President. It wasn't the complete wall. One other thing that with, with No, but I have to respond to that. With your immigration, it was only about okay, 52 I miles respond? of new wall.
1: This is what she does. <laughs> I built hundreds of miles. Some of the wall was up there, and it would be laying on the ground, rusted rotten steel, rusted rotten wood, a little... And what the radical left crazy Democrats did... If there's a piece of wood laying down, they consider that a wall. I built 30 foot walls that go down seven feet into the ground. If there was a little piece of wood sitting in the ground, they said, Oh, he's not building a wall. We already had a wall. Because this is the game. They're a party of disinformation. It's not a they, game,
0: Mr. President. It's about 52 miles of new wall. One other immigration no, policy no, they, you have? I built when you new were in wall.
1: Office? I built new wall. 52 miles. hundreds of miles. CBP, Mr. What President. What I did is I replaced other wall that was laying down, that was up. And rotting in the ground for 30 years. Some of it was steel that you couldn't see. Mr. Even President, it was, it was,
0: was only steel. about 52 miles of new wall. But uh, moving on, another immigration policy you had was the zero tolerance immigration policy that separated families at the border. If you are reelected, are you ruling out instituting that?
1: Well, when you have that policy, people don't come. If the family hears that they're going to be separated, they love their family. They don't come. So I know it sounds harsh, but if you remember, remember they said I was building prisons for children. It turned out that it was Obama that was building. But the But would prisons you re re-implement
0: that if you're reelected? Is well, that what you're here's
1: a, We have to save our country. All right. We so can't it sounds afford, like that's a yes. You know, when you say to a family that if you come, we're going to break you up, they don't come and we can't afford to have any more. Look at New York City. Look what's happening. They're living in Central Park in New York City. The city is being swamped. Los Angeles is being swamped. Iowa is being swamped. Our whole country is being destroyed. Millions of people are coming into our country. And you know what the number is going to be? In my opinion, by the end of the year, not the 4 million that you hear in the 3 million. And two, I think it's going to be 15 million people. And in these people, they have no idea where they come from. They come from 129 different countries so far, 120, not president, just the four just to, that we talked about. Just to
0: about. put a button on that, it sounds like what you're saying is that you're not ruling out re-implementing that immigration policy. I want to get to another voter. Caitlin Boissoneau is a student here at St. Anselm College. She's a Republican. This will be the first election that she has voted in. What's your question for the president, Caitlin? Hello, President Chung. Right. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Um, the current administration has made it clear that we should continue to provide military equipment to Ukraine so that they can defend themselves. Do you support this decision? And how would you deal with the increasing threat posed by Vladimir Putin?
1: First of all, thank you very much. It's really nice. And it's an important question. So important because we're giving away so much equipment. We don't have ammunition for ourselves right now. We don't have ammunition for ourselves. We're giving away so much, but here's the thing. I have to say it to start off, no longer matters. If I were president, this would have never happened. And even the Democrats admit that. Putin knew it would have never happened. And his pipeline would have never happened. A lot of things would have never happened, but this Which would Democrats never have happened. That, and, and all president. those dead people, both Russian and Ukrainian, They wouldn't be dead today. And all those cities that are blown up and disintegrated right to the ground, that wouldn't have happened. Okay. Now, here's the problem. We've given so far $171 billion. They've given, meaning they, meaning European Union, which is approximately the same size altogether as our economy. They've given about 20. So we're at 170, let's say, and they're at 20 Uh, you don't have to know too much about history to realize, or geography, to realize that they're a little bit more affected than we are, okay? So they've got to put up a lot more money because they're taking advantage of us like every other country did. That's why I ended NAFTA and replaced it with the USMCA, Mexico. But on this
0: issue, Mr. President, I should know, I don't know any Democrats who have said they don't believe Putin would have been invaded if you were president. But her question is, would you continue to give Ukraine money and weapons if you're elected? What's uh, the answer? I
1: have a very good relationship with uh, President Zelensky because, as you know, he backed me up with a the, with the phony uh, impeachment, impeachment hoax number one, when he said... The president didn't do anything wrong, so that was I when happened you asked to like. For so I happened to like. Yeah, that's weapons. right. And it, it was. I was totally exonerated. By the way, just a waste of time and money. You were
0: impeached <laughs> over that. You were impeached impe- over that. But let's stay on topic here, Mr. President, because the question is, would you give Ukraine weapons and funding? I was impeached funding?
1: by a crazy woman named Nancy but Pelosi. But the question here surprised. is, would
0: you give Ukraine weapons and funding if you were? I funded?
1: would sit down. Let Let me just put it a nicer way. Uh, If I'm president, I will have that war settled in one day, 24 hours.
0: How would you settle that war in one day?
1: Because I'll meet with Putin, I'll meet with Zelensky. They both have weaknesses and they both have strengths. And within 24 hours, that war will be settled. It'll be over. It'll be absolutely over. Do you
0: want Ukraine to win this war? Uh,
1: I don't think in terms of winning and losing. I think in terms of getting it settled so we stop killing all these people and breaking down this
0: country. That. You but said you don't think you in have terms to do of winning. You have, losing.
1: The, you have Mr. to President, get Mr. President, can I just
0: follow up on that? Because that's a really important but, Excuse statement me, let me just, just follow made up. There. Can you say if you want Ukraine or Russia to win this war?
1: I want everybody to stop dying. They're dying Russians and Ukrainians. I want it to stop dying and i'll have that done i'll have that done in 24 hours i'll have it done you need the power of the presidency to do it but you won't
0: say that you want ukraine to win you you know what i'll say i'll say this i want
1: europe to put up more money because they're in for 20 billion we're in for 170 and they should be and they should equalize they have plenty of money they should equalize i got with nato when i sat down i got them to put up hundreds of billions of dollars that they weren't paying under obama and bush and all of these other presidents, that's why they're, they're able to help them fight the war because of the money I got. But, but I want Europe to put up more money because they're laughing at us. They think we're a bunch of jerks. We're spending $170 billion for faraway land, and they're right next door to that land, and they're in for 20 I don't think so.
0: When it comes to what's happening there, when you were in office, you said that you respected President Putin, do yeah, you I still don't. respect him today?
1: Uh, he made a tremendous mistake, made it, he made. He's a smart guy. you know. I remember I said he was smart, she was smart. They what said, was his he mistake? said, President Xi of China, right? is smart. Okay, 1.5 billion people, he's the ruler of 1.5 billion people. I said, yeah, he's a smart guy. How dare he say he's smart? Of course he's smart. They want you to say he's a stupid person. Okay, he's not a stupid person, he's very smart, he's very cunning. And Putin made a bad mistake, in my opinion. What was his mistake? His mistake was going in. He would have never gone in if I was president. We used to talk about it there.
0: Do you believe that he is a war criminal? What? Do you believe that Putin is a war criminal? He's responsible for the deaths of thousands well, of well I, I think this i think it's
1: something that not, should not be discussed now it should be discussed later because right now we have to get a war if you say he's a war criminal it's going to be a lot tougher to make a deal to get this thing stopped because if he's going to be a war criminal where people are going to go and grab him and execute him he's going to fight a lot harder than he's fighting you know under the other circumstance uh that's something to be discussed at a later date Isn't right it now we to want to get that war settled And I'm not talking about the money either. I'm talking about all the lives that are being, the number of people being killed in that war is far greater than you're hearing. When they blow up a city and those buildings come pouring down and then they say two people were injured. No, no, hundreds and thousands of people are being killed. And we have to get that war settled.
0: We have more with former President Trump right after this. We're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back with questions from voters right after that. Welcome back to CNN's Republican presidential town hall with former President Trump. President Trump, you we have a lot more voters' questions I should note in here in New Hampshire to get to, but I also want to talk about some of the other investigations that you're facing. We talked about others at the top, but one of those is the special counsel's investigation into classified documents that were sure. found at Mar-a-Lago. Why did you take those documents with you when you left the White you know, House? I had every
1: right to under the Presidential Records Act. You have the Presidential Records Act. I was there, and I took what I took, and it gets declassified. Uh, Biden, on the other hand, he has eighteen hundred and fifty boxes. He had boxes sent to Chinatown, Chinatown, where they don't speak even English in that Chinatown we're talking about. Well, can I, I, I got to stop you right talks there. about because... him. They talk about us. Uh, just so you understand, I had every right to do it. I didn't make a secret of it. You know, the boxes were stationed outside of the White House. People were taking pictures of the GSA and the various. I've got to stop you right there, though, because moving. the
0: Presidential Records Act, which is not well known to a lot of people, I read it. It does not say that you can take documents with you. It says actually that they it are the property of the government. It says you talk, you negotiate,
1: use. you make a deal. It's not criminal, by the it way. does not. not it does the not Presidential say that you can Records negotiate. Act is not criminal. And uh, just it so does you know. It's not you
0: can negotiate to just take so the documents with you. Can
1: I tell you? Just so you understand, the Presidential Records Act is not criminal. I took the documents. I'm allowed to. You know who else took them? Obama took them. Nixon took them. Obama uh, Reagan did not take took them Oh, he, did? the he, he didn't? The difference here he that I'd take like a to look. note, Reagan the National took
2: Archives him. says that President Obama even Jimmy did
1: not Carter. take documents. Even Mike Pence had some documents, and he's a very honorable Pence, guy. You But you Biden. know who took them more than anybody is Joe Biden. He has 1,800 boxes, it's and nobody even President knows where President they are. You know that.
0: 1,800. And
1: nobody talks about him.
0: Mr. President, and they that's put, not accurate. And they put
1: a rough guy on us, and they, in I the meantime, they I think it's important, Mr. Nobody. President, to
0: actually set the record straight here. They took documents, including President, or Vice President Pence. When they realized they had documents, they turned them back over. The difference is that oh. you waited to turn yours over, and it was Excuse a year me. and a half effort that included a subpoena with those documents. Yeah. One it, question about what happened to the It included a raid on documents. my house.
1: That's what it included. But they didn't You'd gotten a subpoena and they Biden's had not been house. turned over yet. They didn't raid Biden's house. You know what he happened? They put him in the house. That's the one with the Corvette where the documents were laying all over the floor. That was fine. <laughs> and you know who happens to be at Mar a Lago? Secret Service, and they're phenomenal. I have Secret Service. He didn't have Secret Service. The other thing, the vice president cannot declassify. He didn't have the right to declassify. He has documents from when he was a senator. And even Democrat senators say, I can't believe it. No, I went by the Presidential Records Act, that's not and what we were negotiating with NARA. Says.
0: That's not what it says, And NARA Mr. has red
1: flagged a thing called the Constitution of the United States and the Bill of Rights because they considered them dangerous documents. Mr. President, that's documents. not what it so says, and, so I know, and
0: I should note that there is a special counsel investigating your document situation, also President Biden's document situation. When it comes to your documents, did you ever show those classified documents to anyone? Not really.
1: I would have the right to. By the way, they were declassified after
0: Not uh, not that I can think
1: of. Let me just tell you, I have the absolute right to do whatever I want with them. I have the right. I was negotiating with NARA. Do you know what NARA is? The
0: National Archives.
1: Extremely, extremely left group of people, extremely left. And I was negotiating with them. All of a sudden they raided my house. They didn't raid the house of Joe Biden. They didn't
0: raid Obama. But Joe Biden didn't ignore a subpoena to get those documents back like Joe you Biden did. Took and so that's 1850
1: the question. Boxes. But that's the
0: question that investigators have, I think, is why you held on to those documents when you knew the federal government was seeking them and then had given you a subpoena to return. them. Are you them. ready?
1: Are you ready? Can I talk?
0: Yeah, what's you the mind? answer?
1: Can I do you mind?
0: I would like for you to answer the okay, question. Okay. It's very simple to answer. That's why I asked it.
1: It's very simple to you're a nasty person, I'll tell you <laughs>
0: Very Why you held onto the documents?
1: I was negotiating and we were talking to NARA, that's Washington, to bring whatever they want. They can have whatever they want. When we left Washington, we had the boxes lined up on the sidewalk outside for everybody. People are taking pictures of them. Everybody knew we were taking those boxes. And the GSA, the government service, the GSA was the one taking them. They brought them down to Mar-a-Lago. We were negotiating with NARA. All of a sudden, they raid our house. When Biden had his documents, he won't give back the eighteen hundred and fifty boxes. And you're gonna find some real gems in there. But it was
0: so Biden who ordered them that he had the documents. The National these Archives of, reached out to you to get your documents back. Why did you not turn them over when you got a subpoena asking?
1: We were negotiating with them. As per- I'll rewind per it when they go to a commercial. Records Act. We were negotiating with NARA. That's not what Very the Presidential nice Records people, Act says. I've but they've got to love our Constitution a little bit more. Because, and they shouldn't red flag it, by the way. Very nice people. We were negotiating with NARA. And that's what the Presidential Records Act says. Because Richard Nixon, surprisingly, had problems. And he had a lot of problems dealing with NARA. And they ended up passing legislation well, that's they called the, the Presidential Records Act. Act. Just for this kind of a thing. We were dealing My last with them. We on were talking. Sub- me. Subject, wait a minute. Mr. Wait, 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 We were talking to them. We would have done it, but all of a sudden they raided the house. Now, why why hasn't the FBI raided Biden?
0: But I just explained to you why. why. It's because he, he's the one they alerted the government okay. that they had those documents and had them come and get the documents why from his Biden? house. No, he, My question the- for you, though, when it comes to documents, do you still have any classified documents in your possession?
1: Are you ready? Do you? No, no, I don't have anything. I have no classified documents. And by the way, they become automatically declassified when I took them. But no, you why? Have to declassify Let me them. ask you a question. Why is it that Biden had nine boxes in Chinatown? And he gets a lot of money from China. Why is that? And there why, no why aren't people... There is no people bringing that, up. that, Mr. And why, why don't they put this what guy Jack Smith that his is an group of, that and his group had. of thugs? Why don't they put him in charge of that? I, I
0: need to stop you right there, because there's no evidence of, of what you just said there. What you're referring to there is an office that he had no, no. after leaving the, the vice presidency. Well, he, had, he had a temporary office. But I want to ask about another investigation that you're facing. You don't know
1: the subject. I do know the subject. He had one at the University of Pennsylvania. Okay. but he also had I nine to boxes of in investigation Chinatown. that you're
0: facing which is the one that's happening in it. Georgia where they are investigating their your efforts to overturn the election results in the state of Georgia I did not at the center was a perfect of that phone call. let me finish my question at the center of that is that call that you had with the secretary perfect of state call. Brad Raffensperger yeah sure given the fact that there are indictments expected to come in that case this summer is that a call you would make again today
1: yeah, I called questioning the election. I thought it was a rigged election. I thought it had a lot of problems. I had every, I guess he's secretary of state, I called. Listen to this. There are like seven lawyers on the call, many of them from there. We're having a call. We're having a normal call. Nobody said, oh, gee, he shouldn't have said that. Why? If this call was bad, I questioned the election. You asked this him call to find bad,
0: votes. I didn't ask him to find
1: anything. Let We've me We've heard tell you, the audio today, Mr. Call president. Was there's an bad, audio of
0: you asking him to find I you
1: 11,000 votes. votes because the election was rigged. That election was rigged. And if this call was bad, why didn't him and his lawyers hang up? How dare you say that this was a per Well, they were clearly
0: trunco. concerned enough they recorded the call and I should note that this of course
1: This was a call that was made to question the results of election. And we have, and when we can't make a call to question election results, then this country ought to just forget about
0: it. You weren't just questioning the election results; you were asking them to find you votes. And I should note that there is no evidence of fraud. There is no rigged election in the state of Georgia. I want to get back to the audience, though, Mr. (laughs) President, because those are false claims you're making about what happened in Georgia. John Jordan Tulliburger is here. He's an undeclared voter from Hollis. He voted for you in 2020. Jordan, what is your question for President Trump tonight?
1: Thank you, Mr. Trump. Thank you very much. I'm 26. I'm a veteran. I uh, help manage a private aviation company. Um, you want a job? I'd love one, yeah. I'm looking, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for somebody very good.
2: I, uh, I'm not for mandates or government interference in private business, but right. I've seen Republicans going after us, like DeSantis, after Disney. Right. What would you do as president to protect us from government interference? Well, I'm
1: the one that really wants to protect you. All of these fake investigations of me are about election interference. They think, because I'm leading Biden by 11 points, 7 points, 9 points, I'm leading DeSanctimonious by a lot, by 40 points or 45 points. I think he ought to just relax and take it easy and think about the future, because right now his future is not looking so good. I will tell you this. We are really putting it to Biden, but he's putting it to himself because the economy stinks. Inflation is horrible and the border is a disaster. And by the way, the way he got out of Afghanistan was the single most embarrassing moment in the history of our country.
0: Mr. President, I have one more question for you here tonight. And I think... While we're in front of the voters here in New Hampshire, in New Hampshire, this is a fundamental question for you. You are running in the 2024 race. If you are the Republican nominee and you are in that 2024 race, will you commit tonight to accepting the results of the 2024 election? Yeah, if
1: I think it's an honest election. Absolutely, I would.
0: Will you commit to accepting the results of the election regardless of the outcome?
1: Do you want me to answer it again? If I think it's an honest election, I would be honored to. And right now, we are so far ahead of both Democrat and Republican. And you know what? If I don't win, this country is going to be in big trouble. It's so sad to see what's happening.
0: But no commitment there on the accepting the results regardless of the it's, outcome.
1: If it's an honest election, correct, but, I Okay,
0: so not committing to accepting the 2020 election results or acknowledging what happened in 2020. President Trump, I want to thank you for coming here tonight. This is an important conversation with voters to hear and to have. Thank you to our audience and to our host, St. Anselm College. CNN's coverage continues
4: with Anderson thank Cooper you. and Jake Tapper. Joining us now with more, Florida Congressman Byron Donalds is with us. Sir, how are you? Great to have you. I'm doing good, Sean. Good to be with you. I got to see some clips of you later. You were up against, what, four or five liberals all at once. It's like, uh, you know, four or five on one. But you got your points across. What is it about Donald Trump, or any conservative for that matter, that seems to trigger the mob and the media?
3: Uh, It's because when you have conservatives who are committed to the facts. And frankly, who are not afraid to dish those facts out left and right. You mentioned last, right, last night it was four, five, six, ten. The number doesn't really matter. When you're prepared with the, with the right information, the truth, and you're not afraid to dish it out, they don't know how to respond to that. So the immediate thing is they typically lash out. Look, last night, you know, I'm just trying to make a comment, and already three, four, or five of them are trying to jump in. But you got to stay focused because at the end of the day, the truth of what is happening in this country is what matters. MORE THAN ANYTHING that, that, THAT SILLY REPORTERS TRY TO TALK ABOUT. I MEAN, LOOK AT OUR CURRENT PRESIDENT. THIS GUY HAS THREE BANK FAILURES AND HAS LOST THREE EMBASSIES ON HIS WATCH. THAT'S A DISASTER FOR AMERICA. AND SO IT REQUIRES REPUBLICANS AND CONSERVATIVES TO BE STRONG IN THIS POSITION, BE ARMED WITH THE FACTS, AND GO INTO ANY any SITUATION AND DON'T TAKE THEIR BAIT, COME WITH THE FACTS AND PUSH BACK HARD.
4: AND THIS NETWORK IS KNOWN FOR LYING FOR THREE LONG YEARS, BEING wrong about so-called Trump-Russia collusion that never happened. We got it right on this program. Uh, Thankfully, we've been vindicated now many times, starting with the Horowitz Report. Uh, Let me ask you specifically about what town hall should be about, Um, because I felt like Caitlin Collins was really doing a job for for her fellow, quote, journalists that are not journalists. They're talk show hosts like me. They're just not honest. Um, And not for the people. Because I think if you ask somebody, a candidate, a question, whether you agree with the answer or don't agree with the answer, why don't you let them finish the answer and then do a follow-up question and say, "Well, then why didn't A, B, or C happen? Uh, why did she feel that she had to be the special pleader for all things left, left-wing?"
3: I mean, well, look, personally, I think it was her or her own Super Bowl. I mean, look, Caitlin's been doing this a long time. I've done interviews with her uh, on that network, and I think that this was her time in, in the spotlight being opposite the number one guy in our party being Donald Trump. So I think that's part of it. Number two... It was clear that CNN's position was to do anything they could to keep bringing up all of the old stuff, all of the narratives that they continue to push, and to ignore the realities of what's happening in America today. And so I credit President Trump for, frankly, keeping his composure with this onslaught from her and being focused on the things that matter to the voters of our country and not to the political class and not to the punditry uh, that, frankly, has gotten it wrong so much more than it's gotten it right.
4: And by the way, have we not litigated January 6th to death? Have we not litigated the 2020 election to death? Uh, Aren't elections about the future? Uh, We now have an economy where 60% of our fellow Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, Do we not see China on the march? Uh, No consequences for a spy balloon that flew all around our country? No consequences for Russia? uh taking out one of our drones uh no no active uh response by Joe Biden when you have an alliance of China, Russia, Iran, that should scare every american in my view.
3: No, you're absolutely right. But the press, especially the liberal press, they can't focus on the present. Look at what we brought out through the Oversight Committee under the leadership of James Comer. We've documented that Joe Biden and his family have taken money from the Chinese and from Romania. We've documented that. They don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about the southern border, all the things, Sean, and you talk about The only thing that will keep their agenda alive and at the end of the day, America, it is about the radical left agenda for the press. It's about that agenda. And the only thing that keeps that agenda alive is to talk about the past and to talk about these other things. I think American voters, they understand what happened on January 6th. It really was a really tough day for our country, but they're looking at what's going on now and they're looking towards the future. And we need a commander in chief who's focused on getting America back on track.
4: All right, Congressman Byron Donald, thank you. We appreciate you being with us.
3: Hey, Sean Hannity here. Hey, click here to subscribe
4: to Fox News' YouTube page and catch our hottest interviews and most compelling analysis. You will not get it anywhere else.
3: Town halls are for the voters, not for the press. Not for the person who's the moderator. Caitlyn spent more time interjecting her own viewpoints or her own look, views on a situation. Me, then, hold th- hold those hold actually facts facts are actually facts. Now, are you? Hold on. Are you guys not going to interject your well, views on here? You, or do I get a chance to speak right, now? If you're speaking okay, falsely, wait a second, wait a second, those were wait facts. A the town hall is for the president to speak to the voters of New Hampshire. Not for this back and forth well, with the media. True. Who that's defined number that? one. Hold on, that's hold on. That's number one. Number two, with respect to Ukraine, I totally disagree. He did not say he was just gonna give over Ukraine the way you intimate, Van. He did not say that. What, Van, what, what he said not say he would. man was is that he was actually look for was a solution to end a solution to put a quickly on put But let's it very let What Joe very has what joe biden has done has been a disaster because initially a disaster a Ukraine. Joe Biden wanted to give Vladimir Zelensky a, a ride out of Dodge. He wanted to give him a plane ride. And it wasn't until people in Moscow in Ukraine here in the United States said this invasion is wrong, that Joe Biden reversed course. Do you want a well, victory well, in Ukraine? Well, a do, 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 you, do you want yeah, victory yeah. in I'm just trying to respond to everything that's been coming up on the table. Last thing, let me say this. Um, we spent 20, 22, 23 minutes talking about January 6th. Uh, We could have been talking about a whole lot of other issues instead of doing that for the first half hour or so. But let me be very clear. What was said in this town hall about National Guard troops that were authorized by by Caitlin was wrong. I'm on the oversight committee. I was in two hearings on January 6th. It was testified in oversight that Donald Trump authorized National Guard troops on January 4th. He followed up in a call with then acting Death secretary of defense on january 5 trying to see where the deployment was on those troops that is testimony in the oversight committee everybody testified in oversight committee when nancy pelosi was speaker of the house except one organization and that was the capitol police did you read the Secretary Nancy of pelosi book? would not allow that the, it, i'm tell well i'm telling you what was testified right. to and the Oversight and Committee te- under oath. Well, let me just correct you, because what Kalen
4: was saying was what the former Secretary
3: of Defense sure. wrote in his book. He said the president can did not. Can do I, just I am ask telling one you thing. what was what, what he testified to under oath the in Congressman, the Oversight Committee Congressman, Can I just there ask? are the facts. Go ahead. You do acknowledge Donald Trump lost the 2020 election, correct? Again, we're going to continue to talk about 2020? No, I mean, it's a right direct right question. Hold you. Let me we, tell you why most voters are, frankly, kind of tired of y'all bringing this up inflation you, border you don't oh, have the courage to s- even, express your American. opinion talk, about I'm what I'm a
0: happened. Republican voter I'm a
2: Republican voter. Voters want to talk about inflation,
3: the border, fentanyl, the debt ceiling foreign policy. If you want to talk American about the 2020 democracy. election, let's talk about this. We do know that Mark Elias was in many jurisdictions suing to actually change election procedures, which, by the way, is at the hands of the state legislature in every state, according to the Constitution. Not in the hands of courts, not in the hands of the Supreme Court, the state legislature. We do know that to be a fact. We do know that true. You th- won't state your opinion about actually, factually, what happened in the 2020 You guys election? want me to make a state... And this is, Frank, let me tell you right now. This is what's frustrating, no, to, to, a of, is what's frustrating to a lot of people. You want me to state it the way you want me to state it. No, I, don't. I am telling you... I want you to just the answer ideas the question. And the do reasons you believe... People do you look believe at the, the election was rigged election the way that it, they do. I understand why now, some people Moving believe forward it, it into 2024, a couple things are very, very clear. The nation is a mess. Our border is overrun. Inflation is crippling every family. Republican, Democrat, independent. Those are do the facts think, of the matter do you in 2024. Not 2020.
2: Can I, you not 2020. Can, can I ask you a question? Sure. And I understand that you don't feel that. Uh, The last election and questions about the last election and the insurrection should be part of the discussion now. But since the president was there, since he was the one who was propagating these stories about uh, a a rigged election and he repeated again tonight, since uh, he was the one who rallied the crowd that that stormed the Capitol that he celebrated tonight i want to ask you this one thing because i was interested when he was talking about his case uh that was decided yesterday by a jury and he said well that was rigged it was a clinton appointed judge a lot of trump appointed judges throughout these allegations of election rigging
3: should they be trusted because they're trump appointed judges or are they rigged too listen every candidate that runs for office everyone i've run for office you're allowed to contest an election. We all have that okay. ability. You have the ability to go to court and do and what, that. A and is all those rendered. types of things. He's had the ability to do it. Right now, he was making a statement very clearly about how he still feels about the 2020 elections. But he's also yeah. looking forward prospectively. The point I'm making is, Caitlyn didn't want to do that. She wanted to hang in and continue well, to talk about the 2020 elections well, on. until, on, until she got she, the answer she it, wanted. Anderson, Let's Anderson, be I'm very so, clear yeah, on yeah,
4: that one. I, that's, I, Listen, uh, I, I want to say on Caitlyn's behalf, she did a masterful job of fact-checking a live machine in real time in front of millions of people. It is very, very difficult to do what she did. Uh, I mean, no, nobody's gonna do it perfectly, but it is incredibly difficult uh, to talk to somebody who is gonna say things, sometimes they're true, sometimes they're not true I don't think anybody here thinks that Donald Trump is as is a as is a, is a paragon of truth-telling I thought Caitlin did a masterful job She was a matador against well-facing
2: the sexist attacks throughout yeah. and I mean I, I,
0: I'm someone who cares about securing the border lowering inflation why can't Ron DeSantis do that why can't Kristen NuNu do that there's a plethora of Republican candidates who want to do the things for our country that I know you want to do and that I want to do and David Urban wants to do. why is it a man who's twice impeached who's been indicted who's been just held liable for sexual abuse that's the best and only only Person
2: who just once again I'm called li- the lawyer. I do want to leave a the indictment child. alone
3: for a second, but let's be very clear. The reason why is because Republican voters want him to come back. Because he's lied to them incessantly. On, stop, stop, stop. He actually did the job. You know that. And frankly, he did the job better than the current president right now. And that is indisputable. What, 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 Name what's the stopping? issue. So, so Donald Trump <laughs> did it <laughs> better. How about it. infrastructure? We, we had infrastructure week every you week. You mean for, the bloated uh, bill that uh, they passed yeah, yeah, through yeah, the, that they still haven't started uh, constructing uh, on? I, I mean, man? the zero on,
2: bill man. that you passed. You oh, had
3: infrastructure week every,
2: every week for four so, years and never got one done. anything that the... Look, I accept... That I, I think that he probably, if I were his political advisors, I actually would say this is what we wanted. We had, we got what we wanted. Yeah. He was talking to his, he was talking to his base, uh, and he rallied his base. If I were his lawyers, I'd be deeply concerned about what <laughs> what he he, he uh, what he said tonight. Uh, but is there anything that? Is there anything that would exclude him, even if he is someone who Republican voters want back in office because of the things he did in terms of policy? Like, could he go out and kill somebody? Could he? Is there anything that would be that, that you would consider beyond the pale? Or would you just set every, everything aside and say, well, this is what people want? So those picadillos
3: we're going to let let alone. At the end of the day, this is always going to be at the hands of the voters. The voters are going to decide who they want to support. Polling would dictate that they want to support Donald Trump by a wide margin in the Republican Party. I will also say the ABC polling is pretty clear that Americans writ large want to support him over Joe Biden.
0: So we polling has come up, so I now have to have to intervene.